next week, we're going to be covering uh, some Zoom controls within the Microsoft Teams meetings so that you don't have to squint and try and see that tiny little Excel spreadsheet. Uh, we're going to beautify your handwriting within the Microsoft Whiteboard. And there's a couple of things coming to answers, which we're going to kind of combine some of these announcements here. So let's just say stuff is coming to answers. Answers has got answers. See you soon. Thank you for listening to this episode of the 365 Message Center Show. Check out our website at 365mcs.com for all the details about our show. And we're on all the socials at 365mcs. Hello, everyone. This is episode 288. Thank you for joining us. Uh, Go ahead and give us a like and subscribe. Um, Might as well. We're going to bring some great value today. So might as well. Might as well. Let's go. You're here. The buttons are right there. Go on. Just right there. And if you're on uh, listening to the podcast, make sure that you give us a rating there wherever you find your podcast because we're all over the place. We'd love to um, love for you to do that and maybe give us a share. Share out the episode. In fact, you know this is something we were going to mention uh, until we we have a giveaway. It's yeah. going to be exciting. We it hasn't are, been given away yet, has it? No, no, no. We have a giveaway because we are, um, this week we're talking about the uh, conference that's coming up in November, and that's ESPC, Daryl. So yes. ESPC will be happening November, um, and it is, I think it's the November... I want to say the 27th through the 30th um, and it'll be happening in um, it's really close. It's in Amsterdam, a really close timing. Uh, you might not think November is that close. We're in June, but Amsterdam's it's going to come not quick. Close either, no, it's not. No, it's not. But, you know, ESPC is the European SharePoint and Office 365 and Azure, Azure. conference. Um, big conference, really big show. And um, so make sure, first of all, get your early bird tickets now. You can save 200 euros on your registration. So make sure you jump out there. Uh, You can go to SharePointEurope.com. Or to make it easier for our listeners, go to 365mcs.com slash ESPC. Um, We will... Do we get a drum roll or something? I, we need a drum oh, roll. Oh, we'll add something. Yeah, yeah. drum roll. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> we'll be giving away a pass to ESPC this year. So um, make sure you share out this uh, episode uh, because that's going to be one way you're going to be entered. Um, so make sure you do that. We'll give you more details very, 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 very soon. But sharing this episode is the way you're going to uh, jump in and be eligible. So, uh, one way. So, save um, now by going to 365.com slash ESPC. So, Daryl. Yes? Um, we, you were right. You, in the intro, you're saying, hey, we're going to combine some of, some of these messages. And mm. we are. Um, mm. But I am very excited on this first one because I already have experience on it and it's really great. Um, you, you let me know, yeah, it's there, but there's no controls visible. I'm yep. loving this. Talk to us about zooming, sir, in teams. Well, I would, but it is your message. I mean, I, I can, Oh no, I'm talking yeah, really about it. Is. Well, that's fine because I love it. 
So this is introducing zooming controls while viewing screen share MC564195. And so just as it says, uh, when you're looking at screen share in Teams, you're going to have controls. Now, you can do it now if you have a wheel on your mouse. You can go zoom, zoom, and all this stuff. Um, now, you zoom, make that noise at the same time? Yeah, you go zoom, zoom. <laughs> but now you're going to have controls, and you can see a, a nice little screenshot there. Uh, it, it's very um, subtle, I think. It's it's you know, It shows there at the bottom, oh. being able to zoom in in the bottom left hand um side and so you can zoom in and and it actually is pretty slick i like it uh to be able to zoom in on the content so uh you know if you're looking at excel spreadsheet or uh, maybe some copy of some text you're like i don't i can't read that you can zoom in and see it uh and this is independent of what the presenter is doing meaning you're not zooming their presentation for everybody it's for you to zoom in on the content um so, Daryl, do you use zooming in on content? Have you used oh, that I do. before? Yeah, the, frequently, yeah. frequently. Yeah. I'm, I'm a shortcut keys kind of person, um, and I actually use that same gesture for zooming in on all sorts of content that I might mm -hmm. be creating mm -hmm. um, and graphical kind of programs. So used to this this um, gesture and definitely have to use it when you're going through a famously great spreadsheet for managing projects. Yes, yeah? it, uh, 100%. I agree with you. Uh, so, no, you know, you don't have to say, hey, speaker, can you zoom in? And then everyone sits there and waits. We can all zoom in ourselves. Um, so this is rolling out early June. So now-ish and expected to be completed by mid-June for those in targeted release. Those, you now they're going to have a public preview. Remember, we, we've talked about this before. You could put teams in, the, you know, different modes of, of preview. So public preview begin rolling out early June, so now-ish, and expected to be completed by mid-June. But then standard release is early July, so they're going to give a little bit of time to bake it, make sure it works well. Early July and completed by mid-July, GCC High and DOD will be late August and will be completed by mid-September. I'm excited for everyone to get this. Um, seeing those little details can make a, make a big impact when you're mm. in a meeting, right? Mm -hmm. Definitely. Rather than yeah. waiting for someone to zoom in and, um, That's right. themselves. You know, what else would make a big impact Daryl is if someone took a very important button and then <laughs> hit it behind mm -hmm. a menu, that's, that's, that would be, make a big impact. Well, yeah, it, it really would. Um, what would make a better impact Daniel is if I had better control of which 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 messages I have favorited or not. Mm. Anyway, uh, this this is all about relocating the sync command for OneDrive in my files view to settings. <laughs> MC565161. Uh, okay. If you are using OneDrive sync, um, you're going through a, a folder somewhere and you think, oh, this would be great to have a copy of that down on my desktop. And so you click the sync button, OneDrive does its thing and it, and it synchronizes. So that's quite a nice convenience. Uh, I myself have got uh, used to using OneDrive shortcuts and the files on demand combo. That's quite a nice one. So it means I'm not synchronizing everything down, but you know, I've indicated that I'd like to have that same structure there and ready for me to double click and get that file. Your two options. 
Now, um, what's happening is the sync command will be shifted um, from our toolbar, where everyone can see it, if they want that option, will now be up underneath our settings cog, where we would normally see settings for all kinds of things across Microsoft 365. Uh, quite a move, uh, and our sense of this is that it's been put there to reduce the use of sync. <laughs> um, take that uh, wherever you want to, uh, in terms of, like, maybe there's a lot of resources that are being used by all the people that are synchronizing things, and this could be one way of claiming back some of the the power, the carbon credit reduction or something. I don't know. I'm throwing all sorts of ideas. Yeah. You're, you know why you're throwing, I can understand why you're throwing all these ideas because they don't tell us. They don't no. tell us why they're doing this. They're just saying, mm. we're moving it. And if you don't like it too bad, well, I gave a thumbs down everybody and you can too. You can give a thumbs <laughs> down and say, Hey, why are you doing this? And maybe give us a little, you know, show us what it's going to look like when it gets moved over there. I, mm. um, I've, probably i'm thinking it's more about they want to they want to put something else in that area and oh, maybe okay. maybe you know that sync files button is something you only click once so why take up all that space when it's something that you might just click once on your machine or twice because you set up another machine i don't know um hmm. i mean i kind of get that but it, it i don't know moving it under a menu of course will cause people to not know where it is and yep um so you know i think it yes you need to take action here you need to update how you're going to train your people because you can't say you know click on my files and then hit the sync button you can't do that anymore you got to go to the settings and click it there mm mm so so the changes are rolling out to targeted release in uh, early june and standard release in mid-June. And Daniel, uh, take this this double whammy, right? Ooh, We've got whammy. two messages here, but I want you to cover it as if it was two and a half. No, one, one. Okay, fine, if you make <laughs> me. Yeah, I'll make you. <laughs> okay, click it. Answers focused view in Viva Engage, MC565144. This is coming next month, it says. Uh, they're going to allow you as an admin to say, I don't use Viva Engage for communities that much. In fact, this is only going to be available if you have two or fewer. So that means two, one, or zero, I guess. But I don't know how you would have zero. But I digress. If you have two or less, then you're going to be able to set it so that Viva Engage is focused on answers in Viva, right? So, um, you know, what this all means, um, I'm assuming it's going to be things like once you go into Engage, it's going to say, here's answers, right? By default, I'm assuming that, you know, default kind of uh, uh, types of questions, you know, or posts will be Post questions. Type. Yeah. I'm assuming, and I keep saying assuming because it doesn't really tell us what's happening. It doesn't give us screenshots. I'm guessing this is what's going to happen. Um, even the more information and help stuff talks about setting up answers, but it doesn't talk about this. What in the world's changing here and, and how to, you know, what's it going to look like? So I'm assuming mm. that we're going to get more information, more details on this. Um, 
you know, Daryl, do you see this as a good change for those organizations, obviously, that are not using communities, right? They're, they're not using communities pretty much. Um, well, they weren't now, <laughs> right. you know? I think that's the downside for me, that um, if an admin's making this choice, all good, mm. you know, shuffling people through to one of the value props for mm. Engage, which is um, crowdsourcing answers for your questions. Mm -hmm. um, but what I've highlighted here in the message, once enabled, employees will no longer be able to navigate to other areas of either Engage, such as communities, storyline, and leadership corner. So yeah. they won't have that option to potentially create communities. Um, right. You know, it's, or create stories. Storylines, exactly. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Now, yeah. Maybe, this, maybe this fits for your small to medium business or small businesses where maybe yeah. you've only got five to 20 people and you're like, well, I don't need a community. I've got, I've got teams. Teams. Yeah. But you could be leveraging engage for uh, capturing that knowledge. And yeah. Yeah. I understand it in that way, right? You're, you're, you already have a way that you're allowing people to communicate and have mm. quote unquote communities um, and teams or maybe even another product. Maybe. Um, and you're like, hey, but I want to use Notepad? answers. I, I have, right. Oh. I have topics or I have a, the Viva suite and I want people to use answers. So hmm. let's, you know, let's get it focused. Um, I think that's interesting. You know, you're not going to be able to, to, it's going to basically turn Viva Engage into answers and that's it. That's so it. Um, rolling out early June. So now-ish completed by late June. And then the next thing, next topic, <laughs> is, eh, eh, did you get that topic? Because it's you have to have topics to get answers. Oh, no, I didn't make that connection. Oh, man. I had to did explain you it to you there? somehow. It's yes. about connections. Uh -huh. okay. Answers in Viva Information Panel. So the next message. Oh, right, yeah. <laughs> So, you said I'm supposed to do it as one, but I totally right. get it. Go ahead. Answers in Viva Information Panel MC565146. So, also in answers, we're going to uh, gain an information panel somewhere in the right column of the answers tab. Okay. I say somewhere. Who's going to gain it, though, Daniel? Who's going to gain it? Well, um, that's a great question, Daryl. Um, first of all, we don't know what it's going to look like because mm -hmm. no screenshot here, nor do we have any sort of details on how we're going to be able to configure this. But basically, the those admins, the answers admins, Viva Engage admins, uh, global admins, will be able to see this new information panel on the right-hand side of the page and being able to update it. Um, to and and only administrators will be able to see the default content. Um, but once they update it and save it, other people will be able to see it. So at mm. first, it's going to come. It's going to be default content about answers. Hey, use this panel to tell people stuff how you want them to use answers. And then once one of those admins goes in and does that and then publishes it, then everyone will see it. Um, mm. I don't it know what that does definitely go together with that other the other I think uh, so, message. right? Because you if you turn on I'm not now I'm I don't think it's required, right? I think it's going to show up whether you are a answers focused Viva Engage company or if you're not, um, you're using all of Viva Engage. But it's 
a it goes well with that to say hey you know kind of giving a landing page experience of here's some information about what in the world you're looking at um mm. now again i would like to see a screenshot i would like to get some information about how you go in and edit it what's available can you put are there some web arts or some sort of functionality you can put in there is it all text don't know uh so uh, I thumb I put a thumbs down on this one as well and said, hey, I need some of that information to be able to prepare my Man, users. You were for this. a grump, weren't you? Holy a thumbs bit. down! My goodness. Well, a bit, but yeah. um, so anyway, rolling out same time frame, early June. Yep. Completed in late June. You know what though? I gave a thumbs up to the next message we're going to talk about. Well, Just wanted, uh, yeah, I would agree. I would agree. Um, I thought it was beautiful because. <laughs> it, I mean, yes, handwriting, beautification. I tried to enunciate that word uh, quite precisely. Handwriting, beautification, and ink straightening for Microsoft Whiteboard MC565166. This is a great message, and here's why. Scroll on down, and you'll get to see what this actually looks like. Sort of. Um, first, first uh, animated GIF for those who are listening to our podcast. You can select or draw your kind of like selection circle around something that you have uh, uh, written, handwritten, and um, and then hit a button and it will it will um, straighten it all out for you to begin with. So imagine like sometimes when we write uh, that we are writing on a slight lean. Um, that's actually a habit I think I have from, from primary school. We would actually angle the paper to write line. Yeah, anyway. Um, so you can straighten that out. Uh, secondly, you can select handwritten text that might be, um, you know, sort of medical profession legibility, uh, and it will <laughs> use magical powers to turn it into text that you can read. So there's the example here in the animated GIF of Hello World. Um, turned into Hello World because uh, because the magic of this feature beautifies it and makes it readable. Um, so notice there are those two buttons as you're selecting something. The first one that straightens it out, it, it is like a, a few shapes. Let's go back up to that other one. A few shapes and, and then when you tap on, tap on that button, it straightens things. Uh, and the beautification one, which uh, makes your writing legible, <laughs> Uh, is um, uh, kind of like a handwritten A with what looks like a magical gleam down the bottom of it. It's Daniel magic. called it a, a plus plus sign. It could be like a magical plus sign, but it's magical magic. plus sign or a target. Um, yeah, don't get that confused with the the magical little gleam we're now starting to see for AI stuff like Copilot. <laughs> but maybe it is using AI to read that doctor's handwriting, decipher it with many different samples from a large. Language model? Doctor's model, handwriting, nice. something. I, and then, yeah. You know, I think, though, you got, you're on to something because you have to turn on connected experiences for this. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not going to happen offline, is it? No. So it, it is using something on the servers to, to make mm -hmm. it happen, right? Yeah. And, and uh, those connected experiences, we already have, if you've turned them on, then it, it's actually what's powering things like being able to give feedback uh, getting images from Bing search to put into your whiteboards, um, inserting hyperlinks and going and prefetching what does that link look like and using it as the preview rather than just the, the hyperlink. 
So those connected experiences are important, and it looks like that's the smarts. The smarts are online to make this happen, people. So um, if you want it, you got to turn that on. That's so smart. Um, yep. Policy stuff down the bottom. Have a look at it yourself. We've got much more to, to go through on the show today. So uh, rolling out um, early June, now-ish, and expected to be complete late June. Oops, excuse me. My goodness, it, it's, it's upset my tummy, Daniel, with this oh, beautification. No. Mm. <laughs> um, tell, us about, tell us about the uh, progression of stream and playlists. Let's do it. Microsoft Stream, Playlist View, and SharePoint List Web Part, MC564196. So this is bringing forth, we, we talked about um, a while back, creating a playlist a view in your Microsoft lists for your videos. This is bringing that functionality to your web part so that when you add a list web part um, in the uh, full blown uh, playlist view will show up. So, um, and, and we'll see it there in the screenshot that's in the message that Daryl's showing, but um, those are listening, you can uh, go look at the message, but basically it's showing that when you add this web part, the list web part to a page, you're going to get that playlist view. So this is awesome for those scenarios. Remember, we're going through this transition of Microsoft Stream, moving from Stream 1.0, which was its own standalone uh, platform, to Stream 2.0, which is videos in SharePoint and OneDrive, using that backend functionality to drive some of this. So we're adding these additional functionality, like a different list view for a playlist. But now we can then take that and show it on a page, which mm. is amazing, because we then we can add our playlist to our page for our standups or for our town halls. So if you have all your town halls and, and you've created that playlist view, then you can add that to your town halls um, page on your intranet. And then mm. you, you can say, and people can cycle through those and, and see the video right there. Makes it pretty slick, right? So, yeah, well, Daniel, this is the, yeah. the gap that it's filling too. Uh, and people are all concerned about this with the, the switch from classic stream mm -hmm. and into SharePoint based or modern stream. Mm -hmm. Where are my channels going to go? You know, what, what does the channel look like now? And we know that it's going to be a communication site or a clever way of using the sites, but the pieces to make that work and make it feel like a channel were missing. This is going to be great. Yep. Um, so this is coming the same kind of time frame that we've been talking about a lot of things this week, early June. So now-ish. Uh, and expected to be completed late June. Um, and you'll be able to, you know, that feet, the uh, web part will be showing that playlist for you. It's going to be amazing. Well, it's, it's the right timing because yes. uh, as some of our clients, uh, I'm sure yours too, have noticed um, that Classic Stream no longer accepts new videos. Uh, so now people are having to think about moving what they had and then creating things like uh, channels with these wonderful bits and pieces appearing in our Microsoft 365 experience. Yeah. So, um, you know what I'd like to talk about, though? I want to be able to annotate document, PDFs, fill mm -hmm. in forms mm -hmm. without leaving OneDrive at all. Can yeah. you make that happen? And what? Me? I mean, I, I, I could. Hmm. I could. I tell you what. Hmm. Um, something's coming. Ah something's coming 
Uh, Microsoft OneDrive PDF annotation and interactable form fields, MC565167. Look, Daniel asked me, hey, don't we kind of already have this? Do we actually need a feature like this when when we open up OneDrive, uh, we open up a PDF? It opens up in our web browser. I mean, whatever web browser you're using, it, it opens up as a reader and, uh, you know, some of them kind of allow you to annotate stuff, sort of. Uh, and if you've gone the extra mile and you've got like the Adobe Acrobat application or something like that then you can you can annotate so why would we use this in OneDrive well thank you for asking um, this actually I believe uh, gets in between um, having to download and open that file locally in your browser and it keeps it online keeps it in OneDrive and allows you to annotate allows you to fill out a form etc so all the fields that might have been put into this PDF but it's keeping it online and it's using um, a file viewer uh, that is available in uh, OneDrive for the web. So it's, it is using the edit action. You open up the file, it's still in OneDrive. It's not going off to a, a reader or built into your web browser, it's still in OneDrive. When you edit, you've got some um, opportunity to maybe use a, a pen and change some colors to annotate to underline things to circle stuff to strike through and say uh -uh, I think you should word it this way or highlight and of course you can you know wipe off your uh, annotations too if you need to um, that's one thing that you'll be able to do good to see uh, the other thing you can do is uh, fill out forms so if there are fields that are in there where you can put in um, you know your response to certain things or a date or a you know, somewhere where then the combination of the two, being able to sign something and fill out a form, yeah, um, then uh, you'll be able to do that from OneDrive. And so, Daniel, uh, is that clearer now? Like, I think it, it it's kind of handy to keep it in OneDrive rather than having it downloaded and yeah. done from my browser. I agree. I just would like to see it, uh, you know, see how <laughs> yeah. it works. But, yes, I agree with you because now you – to, you have to open up the PDF in your browser, like an edge, mm. you can annotate. In fact, I just did it this past week. Um, so you can annotate and all of that. So it'd be great to, to keep it there. So it's keeping syncing and all that, you know, or keeping that version there and and uh, all that kind of stuff. So I, yeah, absolutely. Mm. 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 Um, everything's happening now-ish, right? It's rolling mm -hmm. out now-ish for, Gosh. or actually late May, so um, before-ish. <laughs> was targeted release and standard release is is nowish uh, so um, nice to see a whole lot of things arriving that are uh, improving our experience in microsoft 365 again um but daniel is uh, something we, we occasionally we, we cover this topic don't we about planned maintenance planned maintenance absolutely and this one it's going to be real quick we're going to talk about it um so listen carefully everyone <laughs> planned maintenance Mm -hmm. nosy su suppression so suppress your nosy and stream will be down for limited time <laughs> mc567476 yes i said nosy uh sorry it, it's misspelled it's supposed to be noise uh, right. uh so they are uh turning off noise suppression in microsoft stream and so that's that functionality you can suppress noise if for a video that's that you're watching um, now they've already done it, so they've turned it off starting June 1st 
And the planned uh, part of that is they plan to have it back on by July 31st. So for two months, it's going to be down. And this is really because of compliance. So they're wanting to be compliant with the Cyber EO compliance requirement, which enforces a secure development lifecycle for machine learning models. Are we going to unpack all of that? Absolutely, we are not. Uh, but just know. <laughs> Come on, can we? No, I mean, we could get in trouble saying it, but. Probably. So just know that this functionality is not there. So you might. You know, want to let your users know because they may go there and hear a video that has some noise and look for the button and it's not going to be there. Just mm. won't. So won't be uh, let your people let your people know. Speaking of letting your people know, I think you should yes. um, maybe even create a campaign for noise nosy suppression. No, nosy suppression. You know, nosy suppression actually sounds more like a security feature. Okay, um, finishing off with our last message, Viva, Microsoft Viva Campaign Hub, search for campaigns and executive sponsorship for campaigns, MC567479, that's three things, Daniel. Uh, firstly, what is a campaign? Well, uh, we've had hashtags for um, ages, years, in Yammer, now Engage, where we can... Um, as the as the name suggests, hashtag a, a term or a squash couple of words together, and uh, that means we can, uh, you know, pull I guess posts together that might be related to that particular hashtag, uh, and that is going to take a new form in um, in uh, engage called campaigns. Uh, I kind of I liken it to when you can come up with I don't know keywords yourself, and then you've got people who will give you keywords, a nice structure, a taxonomy. I know, I've already put some people to sleep. I'm talking about metadata. <laughs> <laughs> data about data. Data right. about data. Yeah, but so you've got you've got your your people created hashtags. Mm -hmm. I'm going to throw it in there and I might come up with some smarter, like one that's about 10 words long, just because I'm trying to be funny. Don't do um, it. Yeah, don't do it. Uh, but then the official ones, uh, campaigns. These are where you uh, might be working alongside your internal comms team or someone's got an initiative or there's a, a special day that you're wanting to commemorate. And so you could um, uh, create this hashtag or this campaign and uh, and make it official. And by making it official, it gets a page. It means that when people click on it, they can go to it, they can follow that, that hashtag. They're not just going to search results. Uh, but more so than that, and kind of didn't really dig into it too much from here, if you've had a look at some of the, the features and what's coming on the roadmap, a campaign means you can set targets. You can say, I want to, you know, measure this and see how well it's been used and, um, you know, what's the reach and, and the, the readership around that. That's a campaign. It'll look a little different. It'll appear uh, as something that you might follow or it'll show as top campaigns down the side. But before that, how do we find these things? Good well, question. Daniel, yeah, you just, you just can't find them. Um, so campaign, there'll be a campaigns hub. So we're showing this on screen for those who are listening. It there's is a top campaigns there, right? There's a, there's a top campaigns little section in yeah, Viva yeah. Engage, but it's, it's, it's on the panel. The ones. Yeah, and it's, it's on like kind of the of right them. side. You can't just go through and say, what campaigns have we got running? Um, but this campaigns hub, shows sponsored campaigns we'll get into that soon and browse all campaigns show me all the the campaigns that are 
that are running at the moment. Um, it's it's interesting, isn't it? Like you said to me, Daniel, like we got we got communities. Why would we use campaigns? Why would we follow a campaign instead of joining a community? Um, but this kind of crosses those boundaries. If you've got um, communities, maybe you're even using the campaign hashtag within storyline. It's just a way of bringing that all together. So that last level of campaigns is that you can have executive sponsorship of a campaign. And what does that mean? Well, in, in my line of work where we've got uh, change management and we're always looking for leadership, visible leadership um, to say, hey, I support this campaign, I support this initiative, um, and I'm happy to put my name beside that and, and lead from the front and say, yep, I'm going to promote this and, and show you how it's done. Certainly in change management, that's a big deal. Uh, a um, executive sponsored campaign uh, will show as such. And we kind of don't really know what that looks like from a profile point of view. I would expect to see uh, maybe the campaigns that I sponsor as an executive underneath my profile in the maybe the leadership corner. Again, we don't know about this. I'm not going to thumbs down and I just, I'd like to know. But at least on the campaign hub, Daniel, we do see sponsored campaigns and we can see that's like there's a campaigns which are official, but these are official official. These are ones that have got true backing and maybe what we should use, use them more often. I don't know. What do you think about all this, this campaign business? I, I'd like to have some, you know, uh, really good use cases for it, but I, I don't have a lot of them right now. Um, I just haven't seen a whole lot of usage. I mean, it's new. It's so it's mm. not like it's it's out in the wild too much. But um, I'd like to see some you know really good use cases for it. One use case I could think of is you know maybe projects, maybe um, you know maybe you're having some sort of internal project. Uh, maybe you're launching a new internet or a new initiative inside your company. Uh, maybe you're doing a campaign no pun intended here, but, you know, a campaign around raising money for, um, you know, cancer research or for something, you know, something like that, right? And so maybe you would want a campaign and a hashtag where people can tag wherever they are in communities, they can tag it and, and or on their stories, and it would all kind of roll up on a, you know, a campaign mm. page. Um, so I think that's, you know, that's kind of the examples I would give for that. And I, I really like this hub because you you can, how, what are the campaigns that are going on, right? Like, mm. I want to see what, uh, maybe I want to follow some of these. So I, I really like this idea of a hub. Um, and, you know, your idea about the, you know, leaders sponsoring, you know, campaigns, putting their name on it, you know, mm. I think I think is, is right. It should, you know, kind of show up on their their uh their profile i found right? it now yeah. that i look at closer not so much at the profile level but when you go to, to a the... sponsored campaign you'll see a panel that says executive sponsors yeah so well see i i but i think it should go the other way too and we yeah. were talking about this before right is that when i go to that person's story um mm. storyline i should or they're in leadership corner you know i should see you know what are those leaders sponsoring you know, and, and yeah. go from that way too. Maybe that's what's going to happen as well. So, yeah, yeah. I think it's it's a, a very effective way to uh, to bring discussions together and mm -hmm. answers and questions and all those other things that mm -hmm. that uh, are related and can be 
Hashtagged. Aha. Yes. Well, uh, that. That is it, Daniel, for this week. Uh, a good round of messages. Um, we have dived in deep. Uh, we have brought value, maybe. Um, <laughs> maybe. <laughs> Hashtag value. <laughs> That's right. So give us a like and a subscribe. Yep. Give that uh, podcast a rating. We'd love that. And, and also remember to share. Um, and we will engage with you on all the socials because we are there. All the ones that matter anyway. At 365 MCS, uh, we'd love to uh, communicate and have a dialogue going. Yep, and we thank you also for the, the continued questions and comments on uh, the channel as well. Um, mm, great to see absolutely. some of your, your thoughts there in the comments on the videos. So until next week, um, catch you again soon. Bye for now. Bye.